Okay. Hi, I'm Kristen Diwan with the Arab Gulf States Institute in Washington, and I'm joined here today by Mesa Shujardin. She's a non-resident fellow at the Sana'a Center. And the two of us have been watching this very public uh, royal spat that's been happening in Jordan uh, and the efforts to rein in the criticism of uh, Prince Hamza uh, after an admittedly very difficult year with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and we got us thinking about this whole issue of monarchical stability and this whole argument that the Arab uh, republics are are more, I mean, the Arab monarchies are more stable than the Arab republics. Um, and I think, Mesa, when we were talking, you said that this is, you could see this is sort of like a myth of monarchical stability. So why why do you think that's the case? Why would you call it a myth? Uh, it works. I, I, I Actually, I believe that for the decades, the Arab monarchies uh, were uh, defined by many military coups and unstable uh, political conditions. And always they say that the Arab monarchies are um, better because um, the conflict on the top of power is uh, settled. And uh, the one who's um, on the top, he's more legitimate than the president. Uh, so the Arab monarchies are more stable because of that. So if we compare between Morocco and Algeria or compare between even Libya, and which has a lot of wealth and comparing to other Gulf states that has the same wealth, that have the same wealth. So we can say that definitely Arab monarchies are more stable. But um, I believe um, now we are, uh, they are facing um, a succession um, issue, all of them, they are struggling to the third generation, most of them. And I can say that according to Ibn Khaldun, he's a famous uh, socialist Arab scholar, in the medieval period, he said always the kingdom, kingdoms are start to decline uh, by the third generation. Uh, so I think because the features of the Arab monarchy is still the same features of the Arab monarchy in the medieval period, it is the same idea. It's um, relying on the power and Asabiya also, and the Asabiya means tribe or something like this. So it didn't develop to constitution monarchy. Because of that, they still we can still apply the same theory of Ibn Khaldun that they are starting to decline by the third generation because the weakness is start by the third generation. So what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I've actually even written about this and been thinking about how as these monarchies move, especially from the foundation of the state, uh, where the state kind of gives the monarchies a lot of resources so that if a rival was defeated, and this is a Michael Herb's argument, uh, you had these sort of consolation prizes. Um, but now I think that it's getting much more difficult to shift down to the next generation. And there's a lot of conditions that make it harder to contain uh, these rivalries. I mean, if we think today um, about the advances in media and social media, um, you know, monarchies rely a lot on discretion. And, and we know that there's a lot of arguments that go on inside, but it's much harder now to keep those private especially in this condition of where we have these strong rivalries and the, and the stakes are really high in moving to um, kind of the next generation where, you know, some of these lines are going to be cold completely from future rule. Um, and so I think you get a lot of these other temptations as well uh, in, the, in the conditions of that 
greater competition, um, we see a lot of the sometimes a, a real incentive to try to draw on the population a lot more. So the sort of populist temptation to bring them on your side, especially in a monarchy like Jordan or, or in Kuwait. Um, and also other foreign countries too, sometimes uh, seeing an interest in intervening. And that used to be, again, kind of against the norms, but now we've seen that happening more and more. Yeah, and uh, since 2011, actually some monarchies witness a kind of uprisings like uh, um, Jordan and Bahrain mainly, and in very limited skills in uh, Oman and Morocco and somehow Saudi Arabia. Uh, but um, none of them works. And they say because of that, legitimacy of the queen, of the king is much bigger than the Republican, the Republic system in the Arab, um, the Arab Republic system, which become inherited mm-hmm. <laughs> republics. So the legitimacy for the coming generation was very weak for the second generation of the presidents. Uh, so it was very logic, but uh, I think also the monarchies now are struggling really in Kuwait and Jordan and many areas, uh, also in Bahrain and many areas still struggling, especially with the politic- uh, with the economic situation, with the corruption. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is now when you see like, you know, they used to say they're more like the monarchies trying to, um, you know, pass on to their sons. But now the monarchies are looking more like the republics relying a lot more on nationalism and drawing the population much more into rule. So it's interesting. We'll have to see moving ahead uh, how this develops on both sides, the monarchies and, and the Arab republics. So thank you, Mesa. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.